Hey everyone, it's Mackenzie here. And today we're having an interview with Brian. Welcome, Brian. How are you? I'm good, Mackenzie. How are you doing? So nice to see you. Likewise, very nice to see you. I love your background. Ah, uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Just got secured the penthouse yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's my lockdown. It's just where I'm yeah, securing it. <laughs> <laughs> not such a bad lockdown there. Yeah, it is not. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> awesome. I'm glad I'm to hear you. You're really well. Um, so just so everyone is aware, Brian has recently started in the last few weeks um, at PwC as a financial advisory associate. And for some context, Brian joined the Grad Jobs program a little bit um, late into last year, so right at the end of, of last year. And he was kind of, I think, either finishing or had finished his master's at UNSW in professional accounting. So an awesome university there. And from memory, when Brian joined, his dream was to work at Big Four. And one of his dream companies was PwC. So he did end up making that happen. And now, you know, he's there. He's enjoying the life. He's, he's enjoying the training. So firstly, well, again, thank you, Brian, for taking the time. This means no, a lot. Yeah, no, happy to do it. Yeah. Thank you very much. And um, so what we're going to do in this interview is we're going to just dig into Brian's story. Simple as that. That's the whole purpose of this. We're going to ask him about kind of why he decided to pursue the masters and, and uh, how he was able to kind of land these jobs and what it was like, et cetera. So without further ado, let's begin. Yeah. So take us back to before you started at UNSW. So you decided to pursue a master's. Yeah of professional accounting one of the top right. universities in the world yeah and do that as an international student so yeah. what was the this process behind that <laughs> so i guess uh one of the main reasons that i wanted to study accounting was that i've always been uh like accounting has always been that subject that i've always related to very closely like it's come pretty easy to me usually um and i think right out of college, I've always wanted to work in accounting. So I was working in data consultancy services. So it wasn't exactly in accounting, but there were some like auditing aspects in the job that, that I was working at. So I worked there for about two years and I feel like I got a good bit of exposure working with managers and other associates and um, just getting a hands-on idea for like how corporates work, big corporates work and how like, you know, just like simple stuff like how reporting works and how auditing works and stuff like that. But I felt, I felt like at some point I wanted to like just move move overseas and just get the exposure to just how a business works overseas and i was looking at a couple of different countries and i just settled on australia i think the main reason i ended up settling on australia was because of how similar the education pattern was like uh, other countries kind of tend to have um just the length of their bachelors and stuff like that is a little bit different mm -hmm. so it kind of it is hard to relate your education to theirs whereas australia kind of seemed streamlined to how i was studying in india and then when I came across UNSW, it was just just so different because there's such great universities in Australia. So I felt like UNSW is uh, kind of the right place to be. So it was always a toss up between UCL and UNSW, as I guess most students have because they're one of like the few top universities in, uh, in Australia. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I guess I settled on UNSW because I think their accounting programs are really good. And obviously, you get to meet a lot of like a lot of professional experts in in professors and different students who come from different backgrounds and just like I've I've met such amazing people and people from like different walks of life and things that they're doing and they've all come to do different they all have different goals they think they have different experiences so yeah that that was the main reason I came to UNSW and I can't say I'm disappointed. Amazing! It sounds like it's been an incredible experience. It has definitely has yeah. Wow, that's awesome! And so. Just uh, going back a couple of steps. So you actually started off 
as an auditor at Tata Consultancy Services. Yeah. That's already a pretty cool gig. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was it wasn't bad. Yeah, it was pretty fun. So uh, that was that was that was right out of college. I think it. Uh, so it, that one I actually didn't have to put a lot of effort into. Like it it was. It's just uh, so when I was in college, they told us that there's this opportunity coming up where Radical Santos is looking to hire some associates, and they'll actually be coming in to interview a couple of candidates or like just basically run through the whole session. So they actually had just like how big companies have like their final day interview. So they had like an assessment stage and they had a group interview stage and then they had a final interview stage. So like a lot of people came into that and then everyone and then they started like filtering people out based on the assessments and, and it was all happening in, in college itself. Um, so yeah, so at that, that point, I had no intention of working there. Honestly, I just went like, uh, you know, it's, it's big, it's a big company, it's exposure to, for the experience and just to see how you get, because at that point I was actually planning a couple of different things in life. I wanted to get out of college and maybe do something else and then, um, figure out what kind of prospects I had. Uh, but I just went there. I thought, oh, I'll just go there because you know, it's a big firm. You always, the yeah. interview experience never goes to waste. It's always transferable skills. Um, so I went there and it was it was working through and then I was just going through the process and kind of understanding what they were doing on that day itself. And it actually started seeming really interesting and started, I started understanding that that kind of experience would never go to waste. And I actually managed to get through. I got to the final stage and then they were happy to have me. So so I actually decided to do it. They would give me the offer. And then after a couple of months, I started working there. And again, I had, I had an amazing time there. Uh, I think that experience was also very it was one of the big factors why I'm at PwC now because there was a lot from that experience that I could share and talk about whereas I feel like if I just decided to study more or maybe just move to Australia directly I wouldn't have anything that like my next employer could relate to so I feel like that it was definitely one of the good decisions that I made yeah definitely definitely and I remember when we met for the first time as well that was impressive to me yeah and and some people yeah. i think there's there's a bit of a misconception a little bit of a misconception people often think that or international students that i work with mm -hmm. that the international experience isn't really as valuable yeah I know and what you mean. yeah in in some cases they you know maybe that is the you know the, what is perceived by the market but mm -hmm. what i'm seeing is that when people actually kind of honor that experience and they you know, just treat it at, at face value and they don't you know they don't say oh you know hmm. this wasn't as good an experience they don't kind of label it as that and they label it as a experience they're proud of it's it is just as valuable yeah. I, i'd really like if people did that more um the same with with part-time jobs it's so funny the number of people i meet they they have part-time jobs they've been doing for years one one person i worked with he was working as a, as a pizza maker yeah. for a long time and he didn't want to put it on his resume oh. and I only found out after kind of analyzing and talking to him and he's like oh you know well it's not a professional experience so I didn't want to embarrass myself and I said no that's really cool keep that on your yeah. resume and now the yeah. first line of his resume has got that in it so yeah it's um yeah that's really cool and I, and I, I was really impressed by that so Brilliant. It seems you worked hard for it, though. It wasn't easy to get into t Tata. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it was definitely, like, the day itself was, because there was obviously a lot of people that were enthusiastic. Like, for a lot of people, they were genuinely interested. So, like, it, it was a lot of people there. <laughs> and it just kept getting filtered out. Um, yeah. And I remember, like, I had this, like, my like my best friend back then in college. We both just went for it. And honestly, both went for it for the experience. But I guess we both ended up working there anyway. Oh, really? But, yeah. yeah, but we definitely had a great time. But, like, I think we both got through. And then, yeah, we it, it 
was really fun like just going through all the stages and because that was i think my first real experience of how uh big corporates work and how they hire and like how, what the process is like so it was quite interesting yeah awesome okay and so so you had a couple of years at tata as a yeah. as an auditor seems like you did quite a lot of good work there based on yeah. what you've told me and in, what's in your resume etc yeah. um actually in fact why don't we just jump into it for a sec yeah, so yeah. what did you actually do as an auditor yeah so what you, and what I'll were your I'll, achievements sorry yeah so uh so tata consultancy was was like i think it was a little bit unexpected on how it played out sorry this is just uh so because when i joined i joined there just as an associate so it yeah. was like i said it wasn't exactly an accounting job but it has some auditing aspects to it so it was ideally we were working for a for a us based company that was working for like trade solicitation so it was just in us canada and mexico they had like trade logistics and stuff like that so ideally it was a lot of documentation work that we did for them so a lot of invoicing that came in and that we had to record and keep a track of so just making sure that all the invoices were in line and then putting them up in the system so that's where i started and then the stage up from that was being an auditor so once you've been in the company for uh, a year or a couple of years um, when you've gotten the experience of how everything in the audit works uh, or how everything in the system works and then you're aware of what mistakes there can be then they promote you to being an auditor where you can actually inspect the work that's done by others and then that also means it gives you a lot of reporting duties uh, so that you basically prepare reports for how the other how the people are performing how the project is performing um and just on a daily like there are some reports that you prepare on a daily basis some on a weekly basis and then you kind of got to discuss them with your managers or with your employer or with the other associates depending on how it was going so for me i was really lucky because i think i was one of the very few people or back when they told me it was one of the only person who in only in a matter of couple of months i was actually promoted to auditor because they mm -hmm. felt like i was doing really good and luckily for me the opportunity presented itself because there was a senior employee who decided to leave and and move somewhere so there was also the need and at that point because it's i seemed like a great fit they were more than happy to give me that role so i think that actually was a great exposure because i feel like because i was only there for 2 years so in for many people that opportunity might never come if they decided to leave in just 2 years and just do like regular work but i feel like for me because it was a great exposure and because i was doing that i also got into reporting so before that point my excel skills were really basic but um like i i have to say a lot of people that were so helpful like through the whole journey they've been very good with like uh, giving me training and giving me guidance and uh, i think i learned so much excel like there was a lot of reports that we were making and one of my like my managers there he taught me how to automate a lot of reports because there were few that we were doing a lot of manual work on so he taught me one and because i learned those skills i was actually able to automate a couple of them myself just because of understanding how the formulas worked and how we could prepare different sheet and then we could just take down like working hours from like reports that we spend like 3 hours a day on they took like an hour a day because we literally just had to take data and then hit some macros and it, it would just run itself and it was working well so i actually did a couple of them myself and uh, because of those i kind of also got like an employee of the month award over there like three times in a row just because it was performing well and then <laughs> I only got them three times in a row <laughs> yeah no it, it like it, it's really hard like i i I know it sounds like some people are like oh it's just an employee of the month award like but because like when you're with that many people and everyone's just trying to do their best because you know everyone's doing the same work and everyone's doing great like everyone there is like super competitive and everyone wants to get that award you know because it it means something like it's not just an award like you get you get to buy a gift for yourself and stuff like that you get like points that you can use so like everyone definitely wants that extra boost and it's always a motivator for people and people are doing great things like even from so we had like sub processes in our whole on our whole floor 
So people in like the other process, I know that there was like somebody who had um, a, a certain process that they were working on that was, it was functioning really good. Like through the years, people had worked on it and bought it to like a 99.5% accuracy. But this specific person, he worked on it for three months and he bought it to 99.7%. And what a manager was saying was that getting it to a 99.5 is pretty easy because you can identify the big flaws but once you've made it pretty airtight and then adding another layer of perfection on top of that that is like it's it's really hard to do that so when you're competing with people like that i feel like just getting those awards especially back to back i think just makes it really special yeah definitely yeah, so, yeah, yeah yeah so i guess that and then just like the opportunity of just being able uh, able to communicate with my managers, also our, our correspondents overseas in, in the US um, for the actual company that we were working for. So just being in touch with them constantly because um, just because there was like, they would assign a specific clients that we were handling. So just being in touch with them constantly and trying to understand. And it's always a challenge because there were also some Mexican clients that we had to speak to like suppliers. And some of them are not huge companies. So some of them didn't even have like English speakers uh, or some of them never understood what kind of documents you were asking for. So it was always that challenge of trying to figure out how to deal with different kind of customers. So there's definitely a lot that I got to learn. So it was a short span of time, but uh, definitely a lot that I came out with. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like an amazing experience Yeah, and, and great for the resume as well. And like you said, great for interviews and yeah. <laughs> assessment centers and yeah. all those sorts of things, especially when you're working in a financial advisory, you probably use, or you, if you're not, at this stage, you probably will be using Excel. Yeah, oh. for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so yeah. so you were at TCS. You jumped across to to UNSW. When you got to UNSW, so that would have been kind of a blank slate almost for you. You know, yeah. starting uni, new place. Yeah. <laughs> so you've I've also got I've got your LinkedIn actually up here. You've yeah, had a few interesting <laughs> jobs. Yeah. <laughs> really interesting ones. So you were. Yeah an assistant lecturer at UNSW, yep. yeah. which is pretty cool. Retail assistant at Shoes and Socks for yeah. about a couple of years. And also yeah. towards uh, that end there, and, kind of yeah. just before you joined PwC, you're working at JV Hi-Fi, which is another yeah. awesome brand. So are there, are there any of those experiences that you wanted to touch on specifically, or should we just go through all of them and just talk about you know, why you joined, yeah. how you joined, how it was, et cetera. Would that be easier? What would you like yeah, to pick I get, and choose? I think I'll just go through them chronologically and then kind yeah. of just start to pick and uh, like, just let's see how it goes. Yeah. Um, I guess the main reason was that when I came to UNSW, like you said, it was a blank slate because um, I'd been out of college for two years. Um, I, I was working, so I hadn't been back. So it's definitely fun to be back and be a student again. So, and I was looking forward to just a lot of opportunities because I feel like compared to India, there's a lot more that you can do at university apart from just studying because there's a lot of societies that you can uh, be a part of. So that was one of my main goals when I started. I was like, I definitely want to be doing a lot more than just studying. So from day one itself, I tried to find out what societies were there and I joined the Graduate Student Association. So I kind of interviewed from there from the get-go and I was very like, I don't know how you say it, but uh, a little bit cocky at that time. So I just came and I straight up went for like the manager role. I'm like, you know what? I want to be a manager of this association. And I just <laughs> interviewed for the role directly. Uh, so they were happy to interview me. It went pretty well, but they had other candidates that they were more impressed with. So they said to that, uh, but they still did ask me to join an associate. And I did like as a, as a team member there. Um, and then just in a couple of semesters, I become, I became a manager and then a vice president over there. So 
that was definitely one of the most, uh, most fun experiences I had. It was something that I had that I was doing at uni apart from just studying. That was It's always going to be that one thing that I will remember because I was part of that. And uh, I'm, I think I made some of the best friends in, in that place because I met a lot of students. And then we just used to have these really fun events and um, just organizing fun events and just getting to meet a lot of business school associates and heads, uh, business school department heads. Um, that was fun. And, and while I was doing that in like the initial stages of university, there was one of these professors that came to one of our inductions and he was talking about how uh, people that are good at communicating could maybe help people. So he was basically running this program called business communication. So it was for students that were coming from different backgrounds who were not so confident with their public speaking. So he was offering it as for people to come and join. But he also said that if if you feel like you don't need this and if you feel like you're confident at speaking, you could maybe come and help other people. You could be a mentor because it's a very voluntary kind of program and it's not something that has been around for long. It was like a pilot program that he was trying to start. So it really seemed like an interesting opportunity. So I approached him and I said that, look, I uh, like, obviously I'm not an expert, but I'd love to help in any way I can. He's like, yeah, no, of course, um, we'll give you like a short training on how you actually train people. And then if you want to, you can do that. So I started doing that and I was actually working with him for a couple of semesters. So while I was doing that, because he was really happy um, for one of his finance courses, he asked me if I wanted to be like an, a lecturer where, so it wasn't exactly training a lot of students, but it would be just assessing a lot of the assi- some of the assignments that they did and mm-hmm. then offering them feedback on the basis of that. So assessing how they were performing, um, just grading the assessments. And then, so that I think was a very unique experience of trying to understand how like how professors look at assignments because when you're doing them like yeah sure they give you like a scale of how they're going to mark you but when you're actually marking the assessments and then when you have like a load of them in front of you and then you're looking at each of them it kind of it uh involuntarily but it becomes like a bias where you're kind of not a bias like a comparison between all of them like trying to figure out how they did so if you watch one video and then you're watching the next one and if one was really good then that kind of becomes like a benchmark in your mind of trying to figure out so it's kind of trying to put that bias out and try to view trying to view each individual video just on the marking aspect so that kind of breaks down how it works out. yourself <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so yeah i think yeah that was uh it was really interesting because it kind of brings out that new kind of analytical skill in you and just trying to understand how it works so that and that ran so it wasn't too long but it was for a couple of months and then it was definitely uh like a fun experience and working for university is always nice and so it didn't involve going to uni a lot as well i just I could do it from home so it wasn't uh, too stressful either uh but that was fun so and just to just to quickly pause there so yeah, yeah, yeah you you joined the student association was this the G- gsa yeah gsa yeah gsa so you joined the gsa and you kind of um, were promoted there quite yeah. quickly and yeah. then you also built a relationship with someone at the university and then that relationship turned yeah. into him offering you a, yeah. a job yeah 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 perfect awesome. <laughs> exactly yeah 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 so i did that and then i was kind of looking for like just the because I was, i'd been there in australia for a while i figured i should get a casual job so I, I went looking, I had no experience, obviously, in, in working in a casual role. So I never understood before that how it works here. So I would just sit on my computer and try to apply and, and just try to see if I could get a role. And then uh, one of my friends told me that, look, you just got to pick up your resumes and just walk into stores and just hand them in and then be like, just talk to them and get to know them personally. And then that will have your, uh, that'll just give you a good chance. So the first year I went to like Westfield near me and I walked into Shoes and Socks. And I still remember this very clearly. I walked into it, my manager was there and I gave her my resume and like obviously I had no uh, experience, but she was really happy with the fact that I had uh, like 
public speaking experience because i'd done a lot of public speaking and she was like oh that's perfect and then she just asked me uh, how how do you how are you with kids i'm like oh i love working with kids and it's like amazing i didn't even know what shoes and socks was back then i was just looking for a job <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that was fun she was like yeah because we deal with a lot of kids with a lot of crying babies i'm like yeah, i have i have no problem with that like i can absolutely do it and she just called me in for a trial shift and that was my first first shift and and that was that and then since then it's been it's been two years now and i guess i've had so much fun with those guys like it's i i for anyone that's not done a retail job i feel like that is an experience that everyone should get um especially if it's a good place like i know some people have bad experiences but uh both of mine have been really fun experiences like i had like i've made amazing friends like I, we all have like group chats that we still talk on i still talk to them like we're on instagram we follow each other and we always share memes or something and <laughs> it's so much fun we always used to have a lot of fun there like even the managers they were like they were so relaxed and they were so nice um so like there was no pressure or anything uh, it was just a really nice fun environment and obviously it's working with kids so you can never never be sad about that and then just using that experience uh, when i when i actually finished uni um and i was still looking for a job i figured i'll just get a second job because i'm just sitting by and not doing a lot anyways so i decided to apply to jb hi fi as well so again i walked to the store and i was like hey i've been working here i'd love to and then she just asked me about like how i feel like working with technology and i was more than happy to tell her and then uh, again she was really happy but so what happened there was i applied quite early in the year this year i guess towards the end of last year kind of to jb hi fi but uh, what happened was that because they'd moved to a new process where every applicant has to go through an online check and to an online application they can't just hire you directly so she did that look for formality just go and apply on our workday website and then once it's gone through just give me a ring and then we'll sort everything out so at that point i was on my on my bridging visa because i hadn't gotten my like my graduate visa yet mm. so i did my application but it got held up in the background check cuz i hadn't got my background uh, my uh, graduate visa and cuz of the whole covid situation that kind of delayed all the proce- visa processing times so in a way it was good cuz i didn't have a full time job so the processing time was a was a benefit in that way but like because of that jbf i got held up uh but then after a couple of months it started so it was only for like four three or four months now but i think again that was one of the best experiences i had because i think the store where i work in jb hi fi it's a much smaller store compared to the other ones where it's like a huge so they don't have a lot of a uh, lot of accessories here but that also means that you know everybody that works in the store so it was like like both the places that i worked they were kind of like they call you in like a like a, your second family kind of thing where you know everyone that's there everybody that comes in a shift you know whereas in bigger stores you kind of don't know there's just people like loads of people in the rosters and you could be working with anyone here you kind of knew who who you were working with and i feel like i just made great friends wherever i worked and i think i had the best of times like and and it's always fun being on the other side witnessing like how like you know you always see that some customers are rude or some customers are funny or like some customers are obviously amazing but it's just getting to witness the other side and just be, being the receiving end it, it was always fun and then understanding the kind of questions that customers bring you and kind yeah. of trying to understand but also i think uh, it was one of those places where i got like my first exposure to being around like proper uh, everyday australian people and like just understanding their life like day to day thing because you know obviously when they come in with their kids um they want they want their kid to be comfortable so they're always talking about what their kid does and then um how they go to stuff and then you also want to make conversations because you want to make sure that they're comfortable with you um taking care of their kid and then making sure that they're okay so that i think was was a really good experience of getting to understand like just because obviously it's a cultural difference when you move to a new country to understand how people think and and what they're looking for yeah definitely that sounds yeah. that sounds amazing so it sounds like you're your part-time jobs were 
a massive factor in not only your the development of your skills but in terms of your kind of your well-being it seems like it really served you well and also (laughs) taught you a lot and it helped you to definitely get into to pwc as well yeah yeah for sure and so so just to 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 summarize there so shoes and socks you got that into that company through walking in handing in your resume yeah they were impressed by your public speaking experience and basically just signed you up yeah and jb hi-fi so you did you you walked in there but then you had to apply online as well yeah so i walked in there um she did like a quick interview she asked me a couple of questions um and like why i was interested in stuff like that and what i've Mm -hmm. done and like uh, how comfortable I am with specific technologies. Um, and then basically I just told her my experience with tech so far. So yeah, she was definitely happy to have me, but like she said, there was like a manatee process that we had to go through uh, of applying online. So she asked me to put my application in and then, yeah, so I went through there, yep. Awesome, so both of these were kind of like, you, you gave in your resume, but you also built that relationship with the store yeah. manager on the yeah. spot. Yeah. And then that kind of secured it for you. Yeah. And out of interest, did you have to go to many retail stores to get that result? You know, you, so you got two offers at retail stores. Yeah. Oh, how many did yeah. you have to go into to get those oh. two offers? So I, I don't remember how So I remember, like, I'll tell you the first time that I did this. So the second time when I went, I knew that my aim was to get into JB Hi-Fi. So that was like the first store that I walked into. And because, like, the manager was very happy, um, I didn't go through a lot. I did, I still did go because obviously you don't like you don't put all your tips into one, like you know, say in, in one in one block. But mm-hmm. I did go to other places. But uh, but the first time that I went around, I remember I printed like 50 resumes, and literally every store. I just started from like the start of the start of the shopping center, and <laughs> every store I could see myself working in. I walked in, I was like, hey, this is my resume. If you're hiring, because it was also towards the end of the year. Uh, in 2019 so which also mm-hmm. meant a lot of stores were hiring their christmas casuals so i was like hey are you hiring christmas casuals and here's my resume and i basically walked into almost every store and i think i got called back from three or four stores but by like this one literally they just they were happy to just give me a trial shift directly and and just start off so it, that it was just it just worked out perfectly yeah awesome so, so yeah, you... definitely went through a lot of stores before before getting that first one yeah so say about four percent yeah those four percent yeah oh, sorry the first time one out of fifth or three or four out of 50 you got yeah. the like the next round kind of opportunity so yeah. maybe eight six eight percent yeah. yeah 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 awesome yeah that's really cool because i yeah. think sometimes people underestimate in some cases how much work you need to do to get something fast yeah and um that demonstrates that so thank you yeah Cool. So now I'm jumping into the next stage. So you've graduated, you've got these awesome part-time jobs, but you're looking for that next step, that kind of Mm -hmm. dream job using that degree. And I've got a couple of notes here from previously. And I know you, you had a couple of uh, different approaches that you used. So one Mm -hmm. of them was obviously applying online to places like um, the big four, et cetera. Yeah but also trying to create these opportunities. And I think your success, in fact, why don't we just go through it now before, yeah. I, uh, before I describe it. Yeah. How did you land the job at PwC? Was that applying online or was that through the hidden means? Uh, so it was, 
it was a bit of both so i guess I, i'll go to that so i guess this is kind of where where you come in because uh i'll tell you how it went so when i just finished i i had applied for a couple of grad programs so when i applied for that grad program versus this one it was like i i can say it was like it was a huge difference on how those two applications look and i guess the main thing was because i knew the skills that i had but i didn't know how to present them and that was the biggest challenge that i was facing so it was constantly about me applying for jobs like literally my interview calls were honestly 5 minute like they would call me and they'd be like hey tell me about yourself and i'd be like oh yeah hey i graduated from unsw i've done a masters and uh, yeah i i from india i worked in tata consulting services i'm looking for an accounting job blah 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 that's it like it was no description nothing and that that was my interview if they would ask me are you comfortable working with excel i'd be like oh yeah yeah i've done a little bit of excel at my time at army so there was no selling points in there and i think i guess that was one of my biggest shortfalls uh, my resume needed a lot of work um just i guess a lot of those techniques that were kind of falling short on how you answer questions and how you uh, tackle different situations was missing so i, I think i'd applied for deloitte or some grad program back then and i didn't even get to the first stage because i remember putting that application in thinking that i'm definitely not going to get this it was just on there so i put it on there and i guess after that when we started working together it was just those constant um like i, I think it, it was a lot of practice for sure i guess it kind of all built up to getting to pwc like if i tell someone how i got there and i just explain the application process uh, like some people like oh you like some people do say this like you you got lucky because obviously it's a huge number like from what they told us i guess 18000 people applied and only like 100 and something make it so it's like mm-hmm. a 1% or like something like that kind of number that make it actually to the end so think when you think of that like obviously there is some luck factor there but you know be, people that say that you got lucky that they don't know how much work actually went into it before you get to the actual application stage so i guess it was so much practice and just applying to different jobs and constantly working on those uh, was the main thing so with pwc how it went was i was actually reaching out to like a lot of executives at different companies trying to just get that uh, idea of of what they're looking for in a candidate and what kind of separates a candidate from from the others and uh, the one that I reached out to at PwC uh he was he was at he was like an executive at a managing partner level so like a really big guy i did not expect for him to get back to me um but i have to give like his executive assistant was the best person i came across so she was such a nice person she she got my email and she was like hey look um he's on leave right now so he can't get back to you now but he'll be back in a month and i can schedule an interview with him when he's back so you can talk to him then um and she was like what is this about like is this about just a job or something i was like uh I actually I'm just trying to understand you know how how PwC functions and what they're looking for in a candidate um especially with the new so she kind of just asked me like what kind of experience you have is it like are you just out of college uh, like out of university and she said if you are then I think the best person to talk to would be a, like a grad who started now because they might give you a better idea of what has happened um so I didn't think a lot about it I I was like yeah sure I I don't mind and she connected me with a grad um who was also super helpful she actually gave me a lot of advice and both of them actually like advised me they were like look a grad program is open now and with the I think you should apply for it like just go for it and apply put your application in and see how you go um and so yeah so she, again so she told me that even the other grad that I spoke to she told me the same thing and she actually gave me a little bit of tips about how to go about with the grad program and um just kind of uh, like how how it works and what it or what it entails mm-hmm. and so it was i think the last 3 days of the application process that i was like you know what i'll just apply for this program and see how it goes and i put my application and it, and it closed in the next 3 days so i filled out the whole application i sat down in one night filled out all the answers and i went, i put it through and it, and it just went through because i feel like 
because of all the practice we've done to, the, to that till that point on how to tackle no matter what the question was we have a techniques of you just you go through the four points and then you just answer those questions of um like you know just prepare a situation what the action was and how it helped and what you learned stuff like that and i guess that that kind of just built up the whole scenario of my application on how i went through every answer and how how i tackled everything and so it worked out my application went through they sent me um they asked me to do the online interview so again i used the same things like two questions i answered the online interview with that as well that worked then they sent me an online assessment um that went through as well and then i got to like after a couple of like uh, like a few of these things i got to the final stage day where it's the final assessment day so that was the group discussion in the interview stage mm-hmm. and again so the group discussion i remember we had a talk just before we started so so this is this is where i think it was kind of that one of those luck thing that uh, that actually happened was that they'd given us like a slight idea of what we'd be talking about in the group discussion and so when i'd called up uh, this managing partner to talk to him and he was not there ironically or like luckily when he came back it was literally a couple of days before my group discussion so like before my assessment day and because i'd done all of this like talking to the ea and talking to the grad i didn't think that i was going to uh, still going to be talking to him it was in my calendar but i assumed that because i'd already gotten all of this help that like he should probably cancel that interview um and i remember i was sitting on my desk and i was preparing for the group discussion and i get a call at like 5:30 i remember dot 5 on 5:30 a random number and i answer like hello he's like and he was like is this is this brian, uh, brian and like he said something uh, pwc and he said he said brad or something and i was like oh i was like oh uh, i was like yeah, hi what's up and i assumed it was someone from the team for the group discussion because and he said yeah he was like oh yeah uh, so i was like and then he was a little bit lost i was lost too i'm like is this about the group discussion is like is like wait as like didn't you line up i'm like oh wait is this like matt is like oh yeah and then he kind of like so i told him that oh i was not expecting this because uh, this happened he was like oh no so my uh, like my ea told me that look there's this guy and he's been really nice and he's been really sweet and i feel like he could actually benefit from talking to you um so if you could just like <laughs> give him a call quick call he, so he was like yeah i was happy to and and he was so nice like i remember talking to him and he just told me a, a little bit about himself and about like i asked him a lot more and he was he was like discussing with me about my university and he was talking about his son because he he's in university in canberra now so he was talking about that as well and then just like how how it had that has been and then um, he he was very happy that i'd gotten this far and he was hoping for the best and he also kind of gave me a little bit of advice on how pwc's future looks like and how to just how to just tackle these situations and what they're looking for and and what makes a candidate stand out so obviously i made i like made notes of everything that he said because that advice never goes to the waste and then uh come group discussion day uh, everything that you said everything that he said and then i kind of just put it together on how to tackle the situation so if like that i think was one of the best things i was like i was so nervous when i went into it because i didn't even expect to get that far um and obviously when it's online it's just it's just a worse situation because literally the assessor would turn their camera off they were still in the room but they were their cameras were off and we were just talking so we had nothing to play off of we didn't know what they were thinking it was just the other candidates and it's i think with group discussions it's always that challenge of balancing um like not being too overpowering but also kind of not losing charge and not like sitting back and taking a back uh, like you know being on the back burner so it was kind of uh, trying to figure out that balance and also making sure that the discussion is going in the right angle because i think one of the more important thing that you, that you told me was that the outcome of the discussion is not as important as the actual discussion itself and i think that 
was very important as a differentiating factor that I saw between me, myself, and the other candidates because a lot of them were focused on oh, it's a it's a it's a finance company, so we've got to think of it from the financial aspect and what we can do from financial. Whereas that is not actually what was the whole idea of the group discussion. What they were looking for is how you work as a team and like you know just how you float that idea. The outcome is they told us like a couple times that the outcome is irrelevant. It doesn't matter what your idea is. Doesn't matter what the outcome is. But they won't tell us outright that it's about how you perform in the group. But that's what they were looking for. And I think that that was very important because a lot of times it seemed like they were getting sidetracked because they were trying to make it more and more complicated, more and more advanced. And like mm-hmm. I think at a couple of times I kind of was like, hey guys, I think we need to kind of streamline this because we're kind of just stretching our time and not kind of deciding on the idea. So I think those kind of factors were kind of the differentiating factor. And I guess I remember messaging you after that saying that, look, hey, I don't know how it went, but I just gave it my best. And then, yeah, and then they called me in for an interview. And I think the interview definitely went very well. Like he was a really nice guy, the guy that was interviewing me. And um, obviously like we'd practiced all the questions on how you answer. And this time my interview was very different from like, like at the like end of last year, because when he asked me like that first question and tell me about yourself, and that one was like a good five minute answer that I had prepared, like from um, everything from why I wanted to work in this field and what I did in college, uh, what I've done in TCS, everything I've done at UNSW, my retail experience. And I guess that was such a well-rounded answer as opposed to when I was just saying that, oh, hey, I'm from UNSW. And just walking, <laughs> so, <I> guess, <laughs> so just walking through that whole journey of like showing <laughs> your skills and achievements, I guess people are very like, I. the one thing that I learned was that no one's going to ask you about your achievement. You have to find a way to kind of put them into into the scenario. And now that I talk to other other candidates who are trying to like do something, I always notice like you know how they're always shy of telling things. Like the other day, I was talking to one of my friends, and like not friends, like it's like a mutual friend, and um, she's also kind of looking to get into like a, one of the big firms and. Um, she was asking me like you know so she was just talking about herself and she said that her her father works for Dell in like an executive uh, position back home and so I was like do do you talk about that she's like she's like no I I don't talk about that because you don't want to talk about your father does like you know it it seems like show off I'm like it's actually not showing off it's it kind of adds a personal touch so it's not about saying that oh hey look my father works for Dell or something like that it's about because you see that he's worked for a big company and he's gone up through the ranks and you've kind of seen the work that he does and what how what an impact it makes because being in a big organization so that kind of relates to why you want to work for a big organization and that that kind of becomes your driving factor so it becomes like a personal touch for the interviewer and she kind of noted down on her phone as like you know this is what i'm going to talk about so i feel like uh-huh. things like that people never think about like you said like no one thinks about putting their like their like the pizza guy, job on their on their resume because it seems like oh it's not an important thing but it is because I feel like every everything just makes you a rounded candidate. And and I was one of those people. I felt like for like if you don't have Western professional experience, you're not gonna make it. Like I never thought like I remember with us also, I think for the first few months, I just I wouldn't think about applying for a big four. Like big four was always the dream yes, that I was there. That. Yeah, and I was always like, it's it's too far away. And like after I get experience, I'll think about it, I'll think about it. And I was always aiming for like mid-tier firms and trying to get there. And then I remember you told me a couple of times, look, you've got to apply. And because you have that experience from Tata, like a big company will recognize that experience and they'll be able to translate that. And just because of how much opportunities big companies create, I guess it was kind of being able to break through that barrier and kind of identifying that, you know, you can do it. I feel like a lot of people just don't take that plunge because they always think they're there. And the approach also becomes the same. Like, I feel like if you approach it thinking that you're not going to get it, then eventually it, it shows in an application that you're just like you're reaching, whereas you've kind of got to show that you are you are somebody who can do it. And 
I feel like now that I'm there, I feel like I am in the right place. I feel like this is definitely where I belong, and I feel like a lot of people can do it, but people just don't don't take that plunge. And I I know I I definitely wasn't thinking about it. I know that you had to like push me a couple of times and be like just just go for it, just just give it a shot and start. And then that's I guess as soon as I started in like I think I saw the results so quick. Like I think in a month or so, I think it all worked out. But yeah, so that that was definitely a big one for me. Amazing, amazing. So yeah, and I know. So so just to step back a second. Yeah, you did try a while ago, like a year ago, maybe not a year yeah. ago. Towards the end of your degree, you tried to apply online and yeah. didn't get as the results you were looking for. And there are a few reasons potentially for that. Yes, it could have been the resume, could have been the answers, could have been how you're selling yourself. You know, the phone screenings, all those yeah. things, not quite taking it to the next level, but also that relationship element yeah. because then yeah. when you switch that focus to you know what let's instead of focusing on just applying let's mm. focus on talking to yeah. people at these top organizations yeah and i from memory as well in fact i, I can actually have got some data here <laughs> you did actually message some people i think it wasn't just pwc you did message that rare i think when you yeah. showed me the, the name of the person i think it was like the cfo of PLBC okay. and I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know. Yeah. I just, I was, I just reached for it. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for this. And if it works out, <laughs> if it doesn't. But uh, yeah, because I was like, because I was going to that, if it doesn't work out, I'll like, I'll move down to that. But I guess I just, I lucked out because it was like, like this, like the sweetest people I met. Like, they're so helpful. I guess that was, mm. I did not like expect it to go that good. But I guess that it was, I don't want to say it was in the stars, but it all just kind of played out really well and how it worked out towards the end. And yeah, definitely that relationship aspect is there. Um, it, it's sad that it's uh, we're in lockdown right now because uh, when we get back to the office, I definitely want to go and meet them in person. And and like and they were really happy because when I when I got the job, I actually sent them an email saying that hey, look, it worked out for me. And they actually both replied like the EA and the partner and they were like very happy about it. And they said that hey, look, if you're in the office, just come up and just say hi, and then uh, let's catch up when you're here or something like that. So it, it was definitely a very good experience. And that relationship always it's always going to stay. So yeah. And and just to clarify as well for people, it wasn't you didn't just do this with PwC as well. From memory, you actually did it for yeah. some other companies. So yeah. some other yeah. really big companies who actually agreed to have chats with you. And you were yeah. kind of like, what? How is this yeah. guy willing or exactly. girl willing to have a chat yeah. with me in some of the best companies? And they were just like, yeah, let's have a chat. Yeah. Um, and you probably could have got results in other companies as well if you wanted to, but it just yeah. so happened that PwC got through to the, the partner. It happens to be able yeah. to leave and then the EA stepped in and, and and the EAs, the executive assistants, they are the secretaries. They are so often yeah. the gatekeepers. Yeah. <laughs> so many times you, you'll see it when you know, someone thing, will come yeah. into the organization and then they'll have the interview and then they'll go out to the EA and they'll say, yeah. well, how were they? Were they good? And they'll go, nah, I don't know. <laughs> so they're, they're like these secret gatekeepers yeah. everywhere. They're, they're everywhere and they, they're mm. so important. And if they like you, yeah like you've just witnessed you know if, if she yeah. if she didn't like you she wasn't mm -hmm. too enthusiastic she could have just ignored the email exactly but she took the effort to make sure the partner actually gave you a call referred yeah. you to someone to yeah to, to call you back so yeah you you didn't just do that with pwc and it could have worked in other places but that yeah, of course. happened to be the the place where it kind of all came together and the funny mm -hmm. thing is the funniest thing is and i keep saying it to people i was just saying it to people on the call yesterday. It is so weird how people 
go for all these different opportunities and they get upset because they don't get them for a yeah. while, a little yeah. while. They're like, oh, I went to this interview and it didn't work. I went to this interview and it didn't work. And they're, they're really upset. And then the opportunity they, they do end up getting is the best opportunity for them. It's <laughs> yeah. unbelievably weird. I was talking yeah. to a client who got an offer just a couple of days ago at his dream boutique management consulting firm. And he'd previously been to interviews, final round interviews at places like PwC and EY and wow. other consulting firms, really top firms. Yeah. And he hadn't quite made it through for some of those. Mm -hmm. And he was really upset. But then, then when he got this offer, he was like, man, I'm so happy I didn't get those offers. Yeah. This was truly a good fit. And, you, and you're right. It kind of comes in in a couple of ways. One, you know, when you're a good fit, it's almost like that mutual agreement and they can kind yeah. of see, you know, every yeah, action yeah. has an equal and opposite reaction. Yeah. If they, if you think they're awesome, they probably think you're awesome. <laughs> um, but also when it comes to your enthusiasm in the interview, it comes yeah. across much more genuinely when you're preparing, you probably prepare harder. So it's all these yeah. other variables that come in and mm. the same thing kind of, you know, happened with you at PwC and, and I do distinctly remember you were applying to these very small kind of accounting firms in the middle of nowhere and weren't hearing back for a little while, but then you messaged the, the CFO or whatever, yeah. PwC and boom. Yeah. So, <laughs> so many good tips to take away from that. And yeah, you put it in a lot of work. It's you, yeah. although you got the offer from PwC, you must have applied to lots of jobs, send out lots, sent out lots of oh. messages. Yeah, for sure. I guess. So the email, so the emails that we send out, I guess it's such a, like the kind of email that we send out is such a differentiating factor from what you just regularly send. So it's about, because a lot of people are always, whenever they message someone, they're always desperately looking for a job. And if that shows, then people are very not, like they're disinterested in talking to you for that reason. But when you're genuinely curious about just trying to find out about the company and what makes you stand out candidate and just the kind of, so, and you like, you know, it's just about also generating that curiosity with this, like, oh, I, I just have a couple of questions for you. So they're always wanting to know what this is about because it doesn't exactly tell them what you're looking for, but it just tells them what you are and why, why they, and then you also, and it makes it very personal because you talk a little bit about themselves. So it kind of feels like, oh, this person knows me. It's not just a generic email that he's just shooting out to be like, hey, hey, just give me a job, give me a job, something like that. So mm -hmm. it's always that kind of wanting to build a relationship. And I think that that is what it was. So like you said, I did talk to a lot of people. It, this was obviously not the first one that I spoke to. Um, we've been like, we've been doing this for a couple of months. And also, like you said, for the other person, I, I remember one of, there was one of these recruitment company that I got to the very end. Yes, yes. And, and like, I thought I had the job because they like asked for my references. They got my previous manager at Shoes and Socks and my manager in India to fill out like a whole form. And which is something that they do when they're giving you a job. And and then that was it. There was like, uh, there was like uh, nothing. There was radio silence, absolute radio silence. I didn't hear from them. I, they were not answering my calls or whatever. So it was kind of a very disheartening experience at that point because I felt like it was, it was, it was perfect. But then because like, I feel like now I'm looking back, I, I'm so happy that it didn't work out because I felt like if it did, I would have never applied for this and ne never been where I am right now. And, so, yeah. Yeah, so I guess that, and then, like you said, because I've talked to so many people, like, it's not one person, it's like, same like the retail thing, where you have to make that effort of talking to a lot of people, because you just need to find that one right person who will help you, and, like, I did find that one right person who was happy to give me the advice, so, yeah, it was, at the end of the day, I had to go through a lot of application process, but just, you know, it, 
once you reach out to that many people you do build connections and then people know other people people know what's going on in the industry and when then when you have the connection if you are talking to people eventually something will turn up and i guess it it just works out but it definitely building a relationship is is one of those key things so like i've always heard through uni that build connections build references because it's very important in australia you need to have connections but it i never understood how it worked till i started doing this so yeah that was definitely one of the big things amazing i think that's that's going to help a lot of people that discussion yeah. there and so i know it's been a long call so i kind of no of course i'll just kind of jump to the end yeah so yeah, yeah. you've talked a lot about what you you achieved what you how you were able to get your part time jobs your society jobs yeah. assistant lecturer jobs yeah and then get this opportunity at pwc which is a very unique you know kind of pathway yeah <laughs> to the offer which is amazing and how you've also you could have also applied that to other things as well and you did and probably could have got offers from other places but this was the one that just worked out really well yeah. and so that just takes me to the question why so why what propelled you to join grad jobs and join this program if you don't yeah. mind me asking no of course um uh, i guess so like i said so the like when i was talking about the initial application i kind of started to see where i was falling short like it was not just about the experience like i'll i'll say this so a lot of people actually say that oh just try to get any kind of experience that you can or there's a lot of something that i came across when i was applying for jobs is people would say that oh we're happy to offer you internship and then you pay for the internship and i was like that that sounds a bit strange where you pay like so they like like yeah sure they'd be like yeah we'll give you a certificate that you worked here you get trained for 3 months in like professional accounting software or whatever and then you pay us for that so a lot of people do go down that route and they feel like if it works for them like i'm not criticizing anybody but i feel like nobody actually works on their actual professional skills and what makes them stand out because i realized now that even applying for a company like a big four they didn't ask me any technical question they didn't ask me anything about accounting because for most jobs they teach you the the like the job side of things on the actual job is just about who you are as a candidate that makes you stand like a like a stand out and i guess that kind of would, is kind of would appeal to me i actually don't know how we connected this is the strange thing but you were mm. on my linkedin and yeah. i was looking through my linkedin contacts and i came across yours and i was looking reading through the whole bio and what was in there kind of just sold to me because it was it was not about like or oh, come to us we guarantee you a job or they like, come to us and we give you experience or something like that. it was not one of those it was just about developing yourself and then just getting yourself to that position of making you capable on and trying to understand of how the industry works and just just those few tricks and like how to crack into the industry of building contacts and building the relationship and then i watched your whole introduction video that was on your website of if you are a new if you are new joiner what the difference is and what it actually requires and i guess that is kind of what propelled me to do this is like i realized that there was this this was the factor that was falling short in mind is about having that experience but not being able to present it and um not being able to reach out to many different people not being able to understand how the job industry works because i was just going on seek and applying and hoping that people call back which is as we all know it's not very often that happens no matter like who you are uh so i guess that was the main factor and i guess as since it started i've always seen it like being one of the best decisions i made because I know that if it was not for grad jobs I definitely wouldn't have gotten to PwC because I would probably still be doing the same things I was doing before and still keep hoping um maybe just reach out to random people on LinkedIn just saying do you have any opportunities that is the question I would use which I have not used ever since we started working <laughs> together at all like that word has not been that it's just about building relationships and just understanding how important it is to build relationships and I feel like even professionally it just made such a big difference um because I've I've noticed how I've gone through 
my interviews how i've gone through like because it's not one company like even the other companies that i interviewed for it's just about seeing what difference it made in how i spoke and how i tackled situations like now no matter what kind of question anyone throws at me i know how to tackle it because we've worked through that whole process and at the same time like my resume like i remember when we started it was such a mess like it was like a bunch of stuff that was on there but none of it made sense to someone who was reading it so it's just about like making sure and making everything uh, on point so a lot of these things people don't think about but that that was the main selling factor of that gap that i noticed in myself of not being able to reach out to the industry and that kind of sh- like sh- shortfall in professional skills so mm-hmm. not exactly but that skills that require you make like make you an appealing candidate so that shortfall is kind of where i identified that that is the gap that you were filling and that that seemed perfect like that is what i was looking for not someone where i would pay and they'd be like oh hey come work for us or hey this we guarantee you a job because that is not like obviously i wanted to do the work and apply where i wanted to apply but i just wanted like a little bit of professional help and that is exactly what i got so yeah awesome thank you thank you that's very kind um but also yeah you have to to say that you put in a lot of work to get to that <laughs> point you know yeah yeah and and you know it's it's obviously easier for me when someone like you comes along and you've got experience at, at mm. Tata, you've got experience yeah. at Shoes and Socks, you've got experience at this society. So uh, I think there is that often that gap between university yeah. and the job and yeah. to get to, I guess, the level where you can breach that gap, you need yeah. to do a lot of work as well. So, um, you know, kudos to you as well mm. for putting in all that work and, and also for taking the jump. You know, it's, yeah. um, there's not a lot of people who are willing to, you know, jump into a program and, you know, invest time working with someone to change yeah, of course. what they're doing. And it takes a lot of guts as well. And it says something about you. So I, yeah. I really appreciate the kind words. It's very oh, helpful. Yeah. So, um, and you, I think you've illustrated as well how the program helped. So it was kind of like all those, uh, basically what it seems like you addressed is the fundamentals mm-hmm. of landing jobs, just those yeah. fundamentals, not applying on seek and paying for internships just yeah what are the fundamentals that lead to getting a good job how do you sell yourself how do you build relationships how do you find good opportunities how do you interview well all those sorts of of basic things yeah Uh, yeah yeah i just wanted to add so like you said like you know like some people do have that gap but it's also about like if i had not spoken to these people like if somebody does have a gap they would never be able to identify what that gap is like you can you can keep assuming what a company wants but when you actually speak to someone in that company at a certain level they can tell you tell you what they want uh, like like specifically what they're looking for and yeah like you said like obviously you might like the the candidate might not have the experience now but at least you know what you're working toward so if if you somebody comes in comes at you in like an earlier stage and like just interested in university they know what they they can tackle before they get to that stage so if they speak to someone now and they know they want to get into a big four then they can kind of work towards that point so yeah so i guess that, that is kind of where i got lost at first because i was kind of hoping that i'll keep working without actually identifying what i need to work on and then when the time comes in my future i'll apply to a big four but it was just about taking that plunge and i guess yeah i guess it, it is definitely about building relationships and identifying those gaps and how it works yeah but fundamentally yep like you said amazing okay i think i think that wraps it up so it's been a long one but i've really enjoyed it just to top it off yeah if you had to give some advice to a say a student or a graduate they're looking for that dream job Hmm. what would you say to them now that you are 
at PwC in your dream yeah. job? Oh, I guess, uh, first of all, I think one of the big things is that don't be afraid to ask for help because I know I was one of those people. And the other thing is genuinely try to assess where you're falling short because a lot of people don't want to do that. Like, like if, for example, someone called me tomorrow and be like, hey, do you want to run through how you interview? And because you always get nervous. It's easier to interview with a person that you don't know. But with someone that you know, you don't want to kind of show where you're falling short. It's it's very hard for you to ask help and show where your flaws are. So I guess it's just about like trying to be aware and trying to understand that, look, there might be something that I need help on. And just going out there and saying that, hey, look, can you help me? And like you, for example, I know that you've done a lot. Like I feel like if I'd spoken to any of my friends that I know, I wouldn't have gotten the kind of advice that I've gotten now because there's obviously shortcomings that I had. And I, I was definitely one of those that I didn't want to ask for help or something like that. But when I started working it, I definitely realized how I could develop. And I guess that is something I would tell anyone that don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to reach out to people. It's it, like people are always there to help. And again, it's it's about you have to keep trying. There's always going to be that one person that helps you. So when you reach out to 100, there'll be that one person. So don't get disheartened and, and ask for help. I guess those will be the two big advices I would say. Amazing. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that's it for today. Thank you very okay. much for your time, Brian. It oh, is much cool. appreciated. I hope this was valuable to everyone who watched it. And uh, yeah, that's it from us. Have a lovely day. Thanks. Thanks, Mackenzie. Always nice talking to you. Bye, guys. Catch you later, Brian. See ya.